Hello and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I am joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. Hello. So you're texting already. We haven't been recording for four you, seconds. That is a text that you had asked me to send about something happening in the room we're oh, recording Oh, I see. I see. Okay. All right. So that was a work-related text. Yeah. Yeah. Sort I, of. I, on your orders, kind, Captain. Kind, kind of, sort of, yeah. You're, Ryan, you're like the dad who's like, kids these days always on their phone, and then you're the first one scrolling videos, volume on no, loud. No, 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 <clears throat> wrong. So um, I've been I've been out. How are you guys doing? I feel like I haven't seen you in, in forever. You've changed so much. I've been yeah. I've been out of the yeah. state for like a week. So yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. That's. It, I don't think anything before, that we were doing was more fun than where you were. <laughs> that's true. Well, and so yeah, we we finally went on a family vacation that's been 16 years in the making. Oh wow. Yeah, it, it's been a long time. I mean, uh, we we went to um, the what what's the tagline? The most magical place on earth, I think, is what yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Happiest uh, place on earth. Yeah, the 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 place where the mouse hangs his hat in mm-hmm. in Florida when he's there, mm-hmm. not in California. Um, and so yeah, we we as a family we went to Disney World, and it was neat uh, because again it was 16 years in the making. I have three kids and. My oldest is 16, and we'd always planned on taking um, our daughters, Addie and Reese, when they were around eight. I'm I'm a I'm of the mind. I hold to the the I guess the psychological viewpoint that all of us have an inner eight year old child. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this is the child that um, is is your true self and your dreams your aspirations come forward from this child and i am of the mind that if you do not honor this child uh you will have what's called dissonance or cognitive dissonance in your older age because you've moved so far away from the hopes and and the dreams of that inner child so it's important to think about, especially as an adult, if you have a lot of dissonance and a lot of uh, like a midlife crisis type thing is, are you honoring the eight-year-old? Would that child look at you and be proud of you, mm. okay. of who you've ended up being, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And there's no better place to see an eight-year-old child come out in an adult <laughs> than Disney World. That's true. Um, so we're there with my son, who is eight, and immediately his eight-year-old, he turned eight while we were there. So mm-hmm. his eight-year-old child was in full majesty the entire time yeah. right mm-hmm. which was fun for me because um they have star wars there and my you can ask my wife i was just i was geeking out my kids were like you're such a geek and i made it very clear to them i said i'm not a geek i'm a comic book nerd there's a difference <laughs> like no you're a geek i'm like whatever anyway <laughs> lame whatever i'm too smart i'm too i'm a nerd i'm too smart anyway um so, so yeah, I was, I was, my eight-year-old child was coming out big time when I saw the Millennium Falcon and all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was neat to see it also in my older girls who had always wanted to go to Disney, but because of the age difference between them and Dylan, uh-huh. when they were old enough to go, Dylan was not. So right. we needed to wait for our son to be older. So, and you know, I mean, it, it ain't. It ain't a cheap trip. You need no. you need some cheddar in the bank to be yeah. able to go. Yep, you do. Uh, maybe even like sixteen years worth of <laughs> yeah. 
pennies and coins going into a jar of mm-hmm. a Disney fund. But we had a, we had a great time. Um, I have a bit of a, uh, a a gift that just keeps on giving from Disney, and that I, I sometimes life is a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's the case with me, is I have this flare up of of chronic pain that I have. No. Uh, in my neck, yeah. It's not the gout or anything. No, like it's not the gout. It's uh, I, I call it old man's arthritis because it just came on in the last couple of years, but I, 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 or in the last year, but it's this like degenerative arthritis in my neck. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and I dared. I was doing great. I was doing mm-hmm. great. We were there's there's four, um, parks right. There's yep. there's mm-hmm. the Magic Kingdom, which is basically like Disneyland in Florida. It's the same thing. If you've ever been to California, I've never been. No, I've been to Disney World, but not Disneyland. I'd never been to Disney World before. This is my first time. Magic Kingdom is and Disneyland are the same thing, Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Um, And then, uh, so we did that, and we did Epcot the second day, and I was going strong. Uh I was doing doing great. The third day, we we went to Animal Kingdom, and there was a ride there. It's it was like a roller coaster in the dark, Mm -hmm. and it jerked me one way, and I heard pop 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 pop, Uh and I went, "Oh, that's gonna be bad." (laughs) <laughs> and it has been. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, I can barely move my head. So luckily we're, we're doing this uh, podcast um, audio only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> so. did your kids like Epcot? So my kid, so um, one of my kids, Reese, uh, my 14 year old, she got into the whole kind of um, the pins that you can get. They, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's still a lot of yep. limits at mm-hmm. Disney because of, you know, uh, the COVID pandemic coming mm-hmm. to an end finally, hopefully, um, there's still a lot of restrictions. Like you can't go up to Disney characters and, and cast members don't hand out pins anymore. Oh, that's a bummer. But she went and got pins and it, and they had like pin boards. You could come and you could drop a pin oh, and then okay. take a pin off of the board. So, so she got that, she got the pins, but then after that never wore them. So she never got more pins, <laughs> but at, at Epcot, she did passports and you would go around to, for those who don't know, Epcot has a couple different areas. It has like a, like an aquarium. Mm-hmm. And then it has, um, like this tour of, uh, different cultures from around the world. And I kind of think of like, okay, so Disney, Disney World did its own version of Disneyland with the Magic Kingdom, right? That's, mm-hmm. But then if you think of like other places that people go, Disney World has a way of doing things a very Disney way. So Epcot is like their science center and aquarium. I'm convinced of that. They have like a little, an aquarium area and like a science. If you've ever mm-hmm. been to like, like I grew up in Seattle, you had the Seattle Science Center where the Space Needle is located and there's all these exhibits and, and rides and stuff. And I'm like, that's Epcot is that. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And then they have the Animal Kingdom, which is basically Disney's version of the zoo. Right. Yep. And then they have Hollywood Studios, which is their version of Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I, I digress. My kids... Uh, had a good time at Epcot mainly because of a couple things. There's the Ratatouille ride there. Oh, okay. There's um, there's Norway, which yep. was cool, mm-hmm. and and they have like a frozen ride there that that my kids really like too. Yeah. So. so they have the big walk around the the lake or whatever, right? Where you can yep. go get all the food and everything. Yep. And, yep. Yeah. And the and the the uh, there's a in the evening. At every one of the parks, there's a little bit of like a like a light show mm-hmm. or a well, Epcot's the, the big light show is at is at the Magic Kingdom. It's their 50th anniversary, but Epcot's blew that one out of the water. Oh, really? It was just amazing. I mean, it was 
and it was everywhere. Like we're, we watched, there's this lake in the middle and you have like, um, this tour of the countries and you start with Mexico. Then it goes to, I think Norway is the next one. And then it, it, it like, like France and, and mm-hmm. England and the United mm-hmm. States or America is there. And we were in Norway during the, the big show at the end. So sure. it was getting dark and all of a sudden there's these tiki torches that just f- flamed up right <laughs> next to us. And then you hear this voice from the sky start talking <laughs> and I'm like, I, I recorded some of it. I'm like, I'm like, they're preaching like they're the, the whole thing that they're doing. There is a message that, that Disney is giving. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not a Christian message, but it's, it's a message of, I, I don't know, like an uplifting message. And it's, and, and they do all these pyrotechnics with music and it's very uplifting. And I'm like, churches could learn from this. Mm about how to strategize in sharing the gospel in such a way that, you know, you don't give a person a chance to <laughs> ignore it or deny right. it because it's, and it was loud. It yeah. was super loud. So it's not like I could plug my ears and go, la, 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 yeah, la, la, the magic's in me, la, la, You're la, totally la, immersed. la, right. That's funny. So, so yeah, that was, that was really cool. And, and, um, we, as a family, we liked Epcot better, but I can tell you that, that the Magic Kingdom lights and, and, um, fireworks, uh, brought tears to our eyes. Mm-hmm. So it was just really powerful that way. Well, the reason I asked, I had never been there before and we went about 10 years ago when my kids were six and nine and we fumbled a little bit. We went to Epcot the last day and by then they were, they were tired. <laughs> they were done. They were D U N done. Yeah. They were, they were over it and, uh, not over, not over it. They just could have used a little break and then come back like mm-hmm. a day later. Right. And we went to Epcot and they were not interested at all. Yeah. Not, not a bit. It, I think it helped a little, like, um, <laughs> Dylan was just Mr. Johnny on the spot. We're in the jungle cruise and the person giving us the tour of the jungle cruises in the magic kingdom begins talking to Dylan. And yeah. Dylan, Dylan begins cracking jokes back and forth with the, <laughs> with, with our guide. Uh-huh. So, and then the did next they play sticks, they didn't play, he didn't pull out the sticks with them, but he did in line with us. And we got people around us. Cause you'd stand in line for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. We had people around us starting to be like, Hey, what is that game you guys are doing? I'm like, Oh, this is sticks. <laughs> so Dylan was going to go worldwide. Dylan was, Dylan was being a, an evangelist. He was teaching yeah. complete strangers how to play sticks. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, the ne- uh, in Epcot, we went and, and, and you do the Finding Nemo theme at the aquarium, and then you can go talk to Crush, the turtle. Oh, yeah. Who talks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's mm-hmm. it's animated, but he's talking to the people mm-hmm. in the room. Well, who's the first one he calls on? Here's Dylan sitting right up front with the other kids. We're way in the back, right? Sure. In our rows, the rest of us. And all of a sudden, you hear this turtle say, hey, uh, how about that the, that one over there, the little dude with the with the gray shell? And the blonde noggin, mm-hmm. you know, he's a, he's a turtle. So he's saying Dylan's yeah. gray sweatshirt yeah. is a shell. Yeah. He started talking to Dylan. He said, Hey, little dude, can you say tubular? And Dylan goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, that's okay. You don't have to say that. Can you say awesome? And Dylan's like, no. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, let's move on. Who's this one over here? <laughs> that's funny. So. The, the one thing that I remember about Epcot other than going around and 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 eating, you know, yeah. the different the different countries, we went on the um, the mission. Is it is it mission to Mars? 
Is that what it is where you get Mission his, space inside yeah. inside the gigantic golf ball? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Poor Haley. She was six at the time, and she was convinced that we went to Mars. Oh, nice. We went to. Oh, she was horrified. And part of the, the fatigue of the whole mm-hmm. week had probably set in by then. But, yeah, just Epcot did not go over well <laughs> with, 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 with our I children. Think, I think if you go, it depends on the time of the year too, because it was hot. I mean, but it didn't get hotter than eighty six. Mm-hmm. And our longest line was for the Ratatouille line. We waited about two hours. Oh wow! But it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Like there was another one. We waited thirty minutes for the Little Mermaid ride, and that was not good. No, that was in Magic Kingdom. But. Did you guys do the uh, match the family matching T shirt? For any day of Disney? We we did not. Although when you go there, they give you, like, if it's your first time, they give mm-hmm. you first time buttons. Yep. And all of us were too cool to wear the first time buttons. Oh, oh I wore every button they gave me. <laughs> Dylan wore his happy birthday button, yeah. which was kind of cool. Well, and it would be different if, if you could interact with the cast mem- yeah. members and stuff. But, like, the, uh, a Disney character would come out, like Mary Poppins came out, and she had security. Like, like Really? <laughs> They had to stand up, and they, you'd take a picture with them, and they'd be like 20 feet behind. Stand back, you fiend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back peasants. So, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. But That was it, probably one of my favorite memories. We flew into Orlando when we went to Sarasota, and just seeing, like, going down there, leaving from Minneapolis, the, like, perfectly behaved kids, and they're, like, they had their Mickeys and all the families of the matching shirts, so you could, like, spot which child belonged to who. And then coming back, it was, like, total opposite. Like, <laughs> you had these kids that were angels going down. It's, like, dragging Mickey behind them. Dad's yelling to get everybody back on the plane <laughs> so they can get home and all still in matching T-shirts. That's great. I will tell you. If you ever travel outside of North Dakota, mm-hmm. even if you're not a Bison fan, mm-hmm. bring some Bison gear. Because mm-hmm. I'm walking along, and all of a sudden, people were throwing horns in my face. <laughs> yep, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're like, go Bison! Yeah. You know, it oh. makes you jump. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, woo <laughs> Yep, yep, they're all over the place. Right. Yeah, you know... Um, uh, you won't be lonely. No, no. I'm, I'm glad that uh, your family was able to go. It's fun mm-hmm. there. Hopefully yeah. we can get back there sometime. But I would be willing... I would be willing to uh, put my excitement level right up against my children's excitement level when I was at Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when we went, when we were like, okay, we're going to go to Disney this year, and I was like... I guess I'll take one for the team. <laughs> right. You know, this, this one's for the kids. Oh, I had a blast. Oh, absolutely. I loved every second of it. Well, like I said, going with my eight-year-old son, I I was living, you know, through him mm-hmm. and his excitement became contagious to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, every morning, I think we'd all, we all had a little bit of hangry in us because we'd get up <laughs> at like 6 a.m. and you'd be walking around. I got in 18,000 steps one day, walked yeah. seven miles. <laughs> So I, I never kept track of my steps, but but speaking of of food, you know, you, you get the I'm sure you got the the meal plan or whatever. Some sort I of I wanted plan. to. They don't have it. Oh, they don't. No, no, no. Oh. no. You don't have it anymore. So they 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 had we brought snacks. We kind of cheated a little bit. We brought snacks. <laughs> well, they had the meal plan, and I mean, you there's food forever down yeah. there. Yeah. You know what my kids went for every day? Hot dog. No. Ice cream? Worse. 
the uncrustable PB and J's, the <laughs> oh. same thing, the same thing they get every day at school, <laughs> is what they got while we were in Disney. Like what? What was it? At least like Mickey shaped, or was it no, still just? It was the exact <laughs> same packaging that they have at Discovery. That's like, very, that's very smart of them. Keep your diet the same. <laughs> yeah. Don't not a Discovery, <laughs> but Bennett. Like, yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Keeps the they know the energy level that's they get right. from mom. That's probably true. So cool. All right. Well, good. We're well, glad that was a fun trip. Mm-hmm. We'll go again in like twenty years. We're, when we're, I have grandkids, yeah, that'll be the next. And time you I go. saved up for it. By <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start putting the pennies back in the jar again. Cool. All right. Well, we're glad you're back. And while you were Thank gone, you. we continued services on Sunday. If you, I'm really that. glad to hear that. Yeah, we did. This week we talked about sanctification. We did, and uh, I believe it was Pastor Soljum, mm-hmm. Pastor Mark, who preached. Um, but what is interesting about this message, the message was um, the sanctified life. For those of you who are listening who want a little bit more going a little deeper today, you might be surprised to find out that there's a word that was never mentioned in the entire message. There was. What was that word? Sanctification. sanctification. <laughs> exactly right. So let's talk about <laughs> sanctification now. Um it's a word that is, it's a theological word, and it can be a bit of a tough one for folks. Um, but w- when you think of sanctification, what do you guys think of? Sanctified. Nice. Nice dodge. <laughs> you know, when when you said that this is what we were talking about, this is my probably stupidity of this. Is I was And good job on Mark of, I was like, we didn't talk about that on Sunday. We talked about family. <laughs> Church yeah. is like family. Come on. Yeah. Who's not paying attention? Yeah. <laughs> You're part of the family. So sanctified is basically a fancy way of saying um, being holified. That would be a better way to, to put it. The sanctuary. It, it, it means the holy place. You're being holified. Uh, it's not a one-time thing. It's, it's an ongoing thing. But people, I think, misunderstand it, that sanctified means that you become better and better. Um, like, like in the Catholic Church, you do have this kind of um, system, of, a caste system, if you will, that you know, you're, you're, you're a person, uh, but if, as you get more holy in life, you can uh, gain merit and move higher in rank. And so they'll, they'll vote on who their saints are. And then they have patron saints of different things, like St. Christopher, the patron saint of travelers, or mm-hmm. St. Anne, the patron saint of, I believe, children. Um, to, be get, to get to that sainthood level, you have to become more and more sanctified throughout your life, become more holy, mm. and ultimately perform, I think it's three miracles that can be verified by the church in order to be... Um, uh, move into the category of a saint. Okay. Okay. Now you can be a Christian and believe in Jesus, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're a saint. Um, so there's different categories. If, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Um, and in our day to day life, I think we think about that too. That we get better and better. I mean, isn't that kind of like the 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 rationalistic phil- philosophy of the Enlightenment? That the more we learn, the more we grow, we get better and better. That's the goal. You know, you want to get better and better. Sure. Ultimately, to if you get better and better, then that will remove any suffering from you, and um, you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. That's one way of thinking about it. That's not what sanctification is. 
Um, sanctification is really this. From the moment Jesus Christ tackles you, you spend the rest of your life getting used to the fact that you have a Savior. So it's not that you're getting better and better. It's actually that you're becoming more and more the good creation you were intended to be. Because when we think about getting better, we think becoming more and more like God. God didn't make us to become more and more like God. God made us in his image to be the good creation that he calls us and stop trying to be the creator. Mm -hmm. So your entire life long, what happens? Well, you begin to quit relying on yourself so much and begin to rely more and more on Jesus. The, the old sinner is, is dead and gone. That's justification. It's, it's, it's happened. But it's not, not so much a process of, of you getting more and more holy in this life. Like, like now I'm 51% saint and 49% sinner and 52% <laughs> saint and 48%. Rather, it's you are wholly new in Jesus Christ. And sanctification is the process of an entire life spent getting used to that reality mm. and believing it and living it. Does that make sense? Mark, I thought, we talked about this earlier in the week. He, I don't know if he used this phrase. I got to go back and listen. I, I need to go listen to his message on like one and a half times speed. <laughs> speed it up. But he and I were talking about this, and he had this great phrase of the way of exp- explaining it that I just thought was brilliant. And basically he was like, who are you living with? That's sanctification. Like it's not a it's not a one time thing. That's justification is one time. It's you are saved mm-hmm. on account of Jesus Christ who died for you. Justification mm-hmm. on the cross in Jesus Christ for sinners like you, and you acquire it through faith. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is the entire life long of living in that promise. And Mark put it this way: He's like, at least with me, he he said it's it's who. The more you live with certain people, the more you take on an identity that mm-hmm. belongs to those people. It's kind of like, you know, I, I'll say to my kids, you're a soldier. And that has a specific meaning to it. Mm-hmm. That's sanctification. It's, it's, you're a, you're a Christian. You're a, you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that becoming more and more your identity. If that's your identity, that has certain meanings that affects who you are. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what what does your family name mean about you? You ever thought about that? Like, what does it mean to be a janky? What does it mean to be a DeYoung? Does that have certain meaning that would be different? Like, like I'm a Lura. That's not the same as being a janky. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that one's better or worse. It just means this is my identity, right? And it's tied into who the my family. Mm-hmm. What a great way to speak about sanctification. Your family. Um, because when, when you're, when you're tackled by Christ, when you're claimed by Christ, you become part of the family of God, not as, not as a, uh, um, not as a, a birthright, so to speak, but as an adoption that you, you're chosen. You know, I, I I have friends who are adopted and I love how they talk about their parents, especially if they had siblings (laughs) that were not adopted. And you know how kids get to teasing each other, you know, and one's like, well, you were adopted. Yeah, well, mom and dad chose me. They got stuck with you. What a great comeback, right? I mean, that's it, that's the relationship that we have with God on account of Jesus Christ. We we become who we were always meant to be, who we are in our true selves, our identity. Yeah. That you belong to Christ. And really, as a Christian, that should be your primary identity by which you understand and see everything else. 
Now, what does sanctification look like in life? It doesn't look like getting better and better or more and more holy. That's actually um, something that the scriptures warn about, that the Lutheran confessions warn about, that, that's, self, that's self-righteousness. Rather, it's more and more humble. You know, it's, it's, this, this, uh, it's a life that, that reflects gratitude of who you are and where you come from. And it reminds me a bit of like growing up. Like, I don't know if you're like me, but when I was in high school, my parents could do nothing right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just a, of, a couple of losers. I mean, how could they possibly think what they thought? Until my first day no longer living under my parents' <laughs> roof, and I had to go buy something, and I had to do my own laundry. And suddenly I'm like, these people are geniuses. How do they do this, this adulting? How do you know all that? Right. Or the, the question about, do you need to get an oil change? How often do you need to get an oil change? <laughs> well, when the light goes off, <laughs> maintenance required is not a recommendation on your car. That's great. So does that, does that sound about right? I mean, yeah. does that mm-hmm. s- speak to what you guys think about when you think of sanctification? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you think that, I mean... It's not to say that it doesn't change your behavior. It certainly does. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who who you belong to, the family that you're a part of, is a bit, it, it, it's your story and it changes you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> there's things that I wouldn't do because, boy, if my mom found out about it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was a teacher in school mm-hmm. and so was my dad. I couldn't get away with anything. <laughs> no. Because... You know, it, it, and so it changed my behavior, who my parents were mm-hmm. going going to school. And it's the same with God. Yeah. That's sanctification. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Good enough. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Now what? Well, you, you had some questions, I believe, right? I do have questions. Ooh. Do we have time for questions? I think we got a couple minutes. All right. We got some time. Let's see. Do you care which one? Should I just, should I just grab one? I need right. to ice my, my shoulder in nine <laughs> minutes, so as the pain grows, you might hear faster and faster answers. All right. Well, let's just, let's just go with this then. What are demons? Mm-hmm. So demons are... Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I should say that this question came from Elijah S. Yeah. Submitted through that podcast.net. Ah. Mm. So the first thing to know about demons is that it's a Greek word and it means basically like uh, divine. Say again? Mm. Demon means divine. Like okay. like the word. Okay. It's a Greek word. Um and 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 it's and we get the word demon, it's a transliteration. That means we took the word and put it right into English, kind of like baptize. Mm-hmm. Baptize is a is a I believe it's a Greek word that means to dip. Oh. But we use, you know, baptizo is the original word. We just say baptize. Okay. Demon's the same thing. Demon, the word basically means divine or otherworldly. This doesn't mean God. It means um, a better way to translate it and to understand it means it means like unclean spirit. That's a that's a demon. And there's, there's a couple different ideas about demons. Um, they're thought to be, through tradition, that demons were the, the fallen angels who followed Lucifer, um, Satan, um, when they were kicked out of heaven. We hear about that in, in, I believe, Isaiah and in Revelation. 
Um, and Jesus mentions about, about, you know, Satan falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the understanding what demons are. They're otherworldly, unclean beings that are not for you. They're against you. Okay. And against the world because they're serving um, the ruler of, of this world, Satan. And Satan is not in hell. So demons are not in hell. They're trying to stay out of hell. Um, unclean spirits and so on. The story of Revelation is that Satan has not been, he's not the Lord of hell. That comes from Dante's Inferno. Uh, Satan is kicked out of heaven, and so his area of influence has been greatly reduced. But he's limited to basically this plane of existence. And so what does that mean? It means he's like a caged animal. And he knows where he's going because mm-hmm. the word of God has proclaimed it, that his end is going to be the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. And any unclean spirits also, their end is the lake of fire. Uh, that is their end. So that's where they don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And so the malevolence of them is to torment the saints of God mm-hmm. and to, to bring as many people with them is ultimately what, what they seek to do in order to uh, continue their existence as long as possible. Okay. Um, so what are demons? Uh, um, unclean, untrustworthy spirits that seek to turn you away from God. Okay. How do we wrap our head around that? Here's what you shouldn't do. People get wrapped up into things like demonology or angelology or, or these type of things that are really kind of God's domain of understanding. It's, it's the spiritual dimension of things. You have, you have Revelation and you have other apocalyptic writings that basically pull back the curtain and show what's going on behind the scenes. And what you find out is that God is ultimately in control of all everything. But it's in God's hidden will to understand how this stuff works, and that's not where we're going to find God. Instead, what we're going to find is God's Wrath and despair. We're not going to find a place where we can trust God there. He wants to be revealed in his son, Jesus Christ, and that's where we need to go. And the word of hope for Christians is is don't dwell on demons or even give them a whole lot of thought. Throw the one name in their face that they can't stand, and that name is Christ. The devil can't stand against it either. Cool. Okay. Well, there you go, Elijah S. Hope I dodged that well enough for you, Elijah. (laughs) Any follow-ups would be appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right well we have we do have more questions but i i don't think we need to get them all today you gotta ice right. that shoulder or the yeah, neck we're getting there we can hold off on on some on the, the other ones yeah we got we got more from elijah s so thank you elijah and and if you want to submit a question we love that because it gives us something to talk about when we can't think of anything which, i i love his name i think his name i gotta look it up again but i think his name means god is lord Okay. Elijah, or something close to that. It has L, which means God, and Jah, which means the Lord, or Yahweh. Or Yahweh is God. It might be what it means. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. The Lord is God. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for thanks for being back. Hey. Just <laughs> not right unless we're all together, guys. You know, so, something that I noticed, uh, before <clears throat> you left for Disney, you got a haircut. Okay. And now I see that it's really growing on you. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's all we have time for this week. We'll see you next week. You can find us online at... 
Come on. No. That's a nothing. That that's a dad joke. <laughs> that's that. In the words of Pastor Cross, and then there's that. And then there's that. <laughs> I had to. So on on Sunday for the modern uh, service pre-show, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah and I did the did the pre-show. Nice. And did some dad jokes. Nice. Yeah. Ryan told dad jokes. Oh, I see. You just politely stood <laughs> I, there and it was a lot of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she didn't even she didn't even give a courtesy laugh. No. Oh I man, gave a, I gave a small, <laughs> huh? Like it was more of a. <laughs> Uh, it was it was more of a yeah that's this is happening all over the it's internet. It's like an agreeable for ev- everywhere grown. and for all time. She's like yeah that just happened. <laughs> yeah, can't take it back. No backsies. Nope. Oh, I love it. And all it right, forever. Well, Sarah, would you like to pray us out of here? Of course, I can. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and Lord, we thank you for your sanctification that you help us know who we are in you, and that every day we are growing closer to you and that you've chosen us to be your beautiful creation. And Lord, I just pray that whoever is listening knows that you are always with them. You are protecting them. You are guiding them. And Lord, that if they are questioning that they can just turn to you and know that peace and hope in your name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online this Sunday and every Sunday uh, and I'll get to something else, some exciting, some other exciting stuff. But every Sunday at uh, 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., we have services here in the building, 4601 South University Drive, or at atonement.live, or atonementfargo.org, or the YouTube. Wow. By searching Atonement Fargo. That's We're all every, over the place. That's every Sunday. Now, Lent is upon us. It is. Tomorrow. Yes. yes. As Today we, is Fat Tuesday. As we record this, as we record this, uh, 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 Ash Wednesday is tomorrow night. So uh, if you are listening to this um, in the season of Lent, you can find us Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. at all of the places that I just mentioned. Join us for our Lent. Or. 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 Can't find it at all places, but if you want to be part of an exclusive group, mm-hmm. you can come on site mm-hmm. to Atonement, noon o'clock. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We have a, a another sermon series we're going to be doing. Yes. Called Lift High the Cross. And we're going to be doing um, a, a, a different uh, form of worship in our sanctuary. We're doing something called Holden Evening Prayer, but it's at noon. And we want you to come and be a part of that. So it's a it's a prayer service over your lunch hour. If you're in the Fargo Moorhead area, come and join us at noon for that. Yes, so that's exclusive though because that won't be online. You're that, not gonna. That's, that that is only in person. Yes. Yeah, standing room only. Forty six oh one South University Drive in Fargo. So that's it. That's all we got for Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura. My name is Ryan Janky. Join us next time for another riveting episode of. You like that one? That was a new one. That podcast. After 100 episodes, we got a new one. Wow. 